The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Michael Dow, and I'm joined as usual by my ultra-reactionary difficult uh, partner, <laughs> <Sue> Timberlake. <laughs> Republican checking in. <laughs> <sighs> General Roberts uh, emphatically pushing the buttons because they uh, you know, need that pushing. And uh, also... Whose buttons ha- is he pushing? Lewd. Oh. Very lewd. Sorry, I didn't mean it to be lewd, just <laughs> just irritating. I, yeah. I, I think the button pushing is ultimately done by me. Oh, okay. Jarma yes. just sort of is like, no, stop! <laughs> <laughs> really, you should just use a stick, man. You know, whack. Anyway. Um, And we actually have a special guest tonight, Danny T from, uh, crap, I should have written down. Collateral banter. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm blonde. What do you want from me? (laughs) Anyway, from collateral banter. He really is blonde. That's true, yeah. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, And I just want to say welcome uh, to our listeners. If you guys want to get in touch with us or are interested in the show, uh, there are a few ways you can reach out to us and find out more. Uh, You can email us, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. We are on Twitter, at civilpoliticsfm. We have our own community, facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio, there in the land of Zuckerberg. And finally, we have our own website, which is civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, during the show, Jonra makes some desperate attempt to uh, hold back the tide of ignorance and foolishness coming out of my mouth. Well said. And <laughs> <laughs> by fact-checking me and providing editorial corrections, <laughs> sometimes when necessary, he'll look things up on the web and post links to them. When he does so, he'll use the hashtag civil references to make it easier for those of you playing along at home. Uh, I'm sorry, by the way, uh, Danny, uh, uh, even though you are a contestant, you aren't going to go home with a copy of our home game. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, and I should actually just, sorry, I rushed in here at the last minute and I need to remind myself, fix <laughs> clock and mom's den. <laughs> Otherwise... I'll forget. (laughs) Hi, Mom. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, how about them politics? (laughs) Yeah, what is going on out there? Excellent, (laughs) excellent segue. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on fire. Amazing. I'm on fire tonight, and unlike usual, genre isn't putting me out. So, um, (laughs) yeah. Well, I think the most basic news. uh, Well, actually, there's a bunch of things we could talk about. Oh, there's a million. You want to start at the beginning of the week with the primary? Yeah, I think actually, like, since we're civil politics, let's focus on, you know, obviously political stories uh, and and go from there. Uh, just as usual, Sue's done a really great 
job of putting together a bunch of things we could talk about. And it's like, oh, God, <laughs> so yeah, much. Yeah, just the headlines. I didn't help you with the story, so. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I, what this means. <laughs> I got to come up with my own dumb ideas. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. You mean that primary that was in. Uh, well, uh, do we have we actually heard the final word on what happened in the Iowa caucuses the week before? Because I'm I, not sure we have. Uh, oh, yeah, we we ha- we do have the final numbers uh, and the resignation of the uh, president, I guess, of the Iowa Demo- um, Democratic Party. And 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 these are final, final. Like they've been revised, you know, rechecked so. and everything. Let me double check that. Did you see, I mean, did you? See let me you? double check the final. <laughs> they were doing a re-canvassing, right? Yeah, right. a couple of uh, Bernie yeah. requested a re-canvass. I don't know if Is it's it 90, actually been it's like ninety at ninety sites or something, not a thousand. So it's yeah, a um, it's a Bernie requested a uh, uh, a re-canvassing. I don't believe that they've started that yet. Uh, so. Yeah, because the tellies don't add up. Did you see... And uh, that means checking all the paper records and whatnot from the sites. Yeah, those particular sites. Mm-hmm. Did you see the um, president who just resigned of the Democratic National... Um, I mean, the... Iowa Democrat... I did not, yeah. actually. Yeah, so he was standing at a podium talking about sort of, you know, just sort of just tidying up something this week. And he's talking away, and the whole sign falls off his podium <laughs> so every comedy show this Are week has, has yes. shown that yeah. all right yeah no i i i saw that and i didn't realize that's who it was but yeah yeah, uh-huh. yep. yeah. Oh he's like God. talking about how he's assured and they've they ticked and tied and everything's buttoned down we've and, got uh, it together <laughs> yeah the whole thing falls he's uh, standing behind yeah. falls down so um 100 percent uh, well, uh one of the leading labor uh, uh politicians in the conservative government in britain last year i remember yeah. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, we have a great plan for taking Britain forward. <laughs> clonk, clonk. <laughs> so uh, 100% reporting from Iowa. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, 26.2. This is uh, delegates, yep. With 13 oh. delegates, uh, 5,564 votes uh, to at the end. Uh, Bernie Sanders with 26.1 with 562 and 12 delegates. Uh, Warren got eight delegates with 388 at 18%. Biden got six delegates, 340 votes at 15.8%. And Amy Klobuchar got 12.3% of the vote, 264 votes, and one delegate. And that's all the delegates. Uh, just after that, um, the only other person that broke 1% was Andrew Yang. I going to say the Yang gang. 22, actually, that's something I'd like to talk about, but 22 votes, 1%, but no delegates. I thought he was going to get a delegate. I honestly did. I think it's kind of too bad that he didn't. Um, I, you know, he wasn't my, my top pick for candidate, but uh, I thought he actually, his continued presence brought something useful to the debates to the whole sort of discussion of the uh, election in a way that, say, Michael Bloomberg does not. But Boo. we can get into that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, so so uh, just the New Hampshire results, just so. I was going to say, so what are the results for New um, Hampshire? Bernie, Bernie, Bernie got. on the Republican side? Oh, actually, the Republican side of I think Iowa. Well, I think Weldy got a got one delegate. I um, well, I did, did get yeah. one delegate. Four hundred twenty-six votes, one point three percent of the votes. Um, but he did get a delegate. Joe Walsh did not. 
But he got 1.1%. And he stepped out. I think oh, yeah, he's gone. Out. He's definitely gone. Well, whatever um, you want to say about Bill Weld, I mean, he's light years better than Joe Walsh. So <laughs> That's a really low bar. I know. Uh, so Though maybe not the Joe Walsh A thinking Eagles. man versus a non-thinking man? Yeah, yeah. Yikes. I think Weld's a little... Yeah. Weld didn't get any delegates from New, New Hampshire, Hampshire, though. He did get 9.1% of the votes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Which he is didn't. good, because that would be enough to just... Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, so delegate in every state. A lot of the primaries we talked about this before have been canceled yeah. on the yeah. Republican side. I didn't even know you could do that. So New Hampshire, um, Bernie uh, got the Who's the most stop? votes, twenty five point seven percent. Nine delegates. Pete Buttigieg uh, got nine delegates uh, with twenty four point four percent. Amy Klobuchar just out of nowhere, got third place. Six yep. delegates. I was surprised. Uh, those are, that's all the delegates, that's, actually. That's um, from the debate, right? Uh, Probably. A okay. bit, yeah. I think she's been um, up there a lot, though. I think she, she was... Her debate performance is always good, but she has a very low bar, uh, I think. Like Amy Klobuchar, she, she, she... Nobody's really expecting a lot from her. She's like the, the guy that that um he doesn't want to do dishes so he keeps breaking the dishes and then he does dishes he doesn't break anything and people congratulate him. So, so i was watching the coverage after yeah. the most recent debate and everybody was talking about how great amy did that night and so they were really moving it up and said the, media, they did did the media did it oh absolutely yeah. oh, so they yeah, were playing totally. her up they were and then it still yeah. wasn't surprising that she displaced warren and biden i think in Can I give you guys she got turn, almost turn double world? the amount of warren's uh, votes. So during the debate, um, she was the only one who raised her hand that said she'd have a problem with socialism as a candidate. Mm. Only one. Stood alone. Was very straightforward about it. And you know, New Hampshire has 400,000 independent voters, 200,000 Republicans, 200,000 Democrats. And a lot of the Republican independents like to cross over and make, make hay with New Hampshire. Yeah. So I'm wondering if either the sort of more conservative independents in New Hampshire saw that and just decided to, since they didn't have to vote for Trump, because right. Trump would, is going to win anyway. But I wonder if it wasn't a little bit of that. Because that was a that is a standout moment for people that are very conservative. That was like, like oh, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I, I definitely think so. Uh, that I think that's definitely part of what's going on. I mean, you know, like New Hampshire as a state, really, that motto, live free or die, um, I mean, it's hyperbole, but it's also in part like, God, not socialism. No, <laughs> we shouldn't take care of each other. <laughs> well, I just thought that was sort of a, a yeah. you know, a moment where, and she seemed pretty authentic compared to other folks who may have some feelings like that, but would never raise their hand in a democratic primary. She's always like been that. authentic, you know. I think I was surprised maybe Pete didn't do the same thing. I thought he's he been was trying. going I thought to. He was going to. Do, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to piss off anybody. Yeah, he wants to make sure he's, he's Pete. You know, he's like Mayo Pete, you know? Like, he just, he doesn't want to lose anybody, you know? He's very smooth. Well, is it possible, too, that people crossed over to vote for him because thinking that a gay candidate would have a hard time being elected president? Because, you, I don't know if you guys saw what Rush Limbaugh did in the last week, but... He, I did. Yeah. You know, I mean, because <sighs> a lot of people were upset about it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible and dis and and... and bigoted and stupid but I, 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 you did say it was rush limbaugh so yeah. i mean all that was kind of kind of given did so. you see the tweet back to rush you probably didn't i did not so he said that horrible thing and trump 
jumps right in and says, I, you know, I'd vote for a, a gay, you know, gay man for president, which is just stirring the pot. But somebody tweeted back to um, Rush, yeah, but who would ever want to kiss Rush? You know, it was like a really nice, <laughs> it was a really nice comeback. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty smooth, actually, one of the responses from within the Republican Party. But. Well, so, oh, I was go just going to say that um, I always tell people that uh, New Hampshire is where all the people that from Massachusetts that hate Massachusetts move. <laughs> I thought that was Florida. <laughs> yeah, that too. But <laughs> they come they back. Yeah, they okay. come back from Florida. Or when <laughs> people like Mike have a summer house in New Hampshire, you know. Oh, he doesn't. But you know, people like <laughs> oh, <you>. me. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, all house. the. Oh, I see. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I mean, like all the Republicans from that can't afford to go to the Cape. Oh. <laughs> well, the Romney's house is in Wolfboro, so mm-hmm. well, so they Republicans uh, up there. I, I, if I had a summer house, it would definitely be up in Baja. So, you know. oh, Ooh. there you go. Good okay. Lord. I mean, come on. Do you think I'm so? not a savage? <laughs> I mean, do you th- do just you the western. Susan just the Collins eastern. is gone then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, oh. I suppose if I couldn't do Baja, I mean, you know, maybe the Berkshires, maybe Providence, you know, someplace, someplace classy. <laughs> Yeah, the old money's in New Hampshire. What can I say? Eastern Mass. Uh, Not really. Eastern Mass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I don't know. House on the Vineyard down down the down the beach from the Obamas. Right on that Indian reservation that was stolen from them. And yeah. You mean the whole island? Yeah. You mean the whole continent? Yeah. Yeah. No, all of Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) Yes. You, mean you the whole should atmosphere? be a Republican. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I see, I see your point, but it's like, it's like that is a a whole can of worms, and b if your problem is like stolen land, like just we should pack up this station and go and uh, uh, the give this all back to the was it the Nanatuck who lived during this uh, land originally? Yeah, I think so. Right. Okay. So um, our regards to the Nanatuck people. I, I honestly, I have no idea if there are any Nanatuck still around. I should find out about that. Somebody um, should Google that. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't want to derail us. But well, I'm you know, like, huh? All right. Yeah. You You guys probably know the rail is shut down in Canada because of the pipeline that's going across the Indian land. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 Just you know, just take advantage of indigenous people. Uh. So, um. Uh. The results in New Hampshire were. Oh, is that what we were doing? Sorry. <coughs> As usual, Sue's stirring the pot. So, um, yeah. So, so President Trump, of course, did very well in the new in the as basically unopposed in the New Hampshire primary for the ten percent's not bad as a sitting president. I mean, that's that's well, well, did really well. Yeah, for someone running against a sitting president, absolutely, who's canceled every forced every Republican party to lay down their body and And, right as someone who's uh, against someone who's very clearly. Interested in enforcing loyalty. Yeah. Um, but so Bernie Sanders did well and I think is pretty much clearly the front runner in the Democratic uh, primary at this point. And Pete Buttigieg is, I think, rapidly becoming the, uh, the, the, the centrist alternative, uh, despite Amy Klobuchar's and Joe Biden's efforts. Do you think Joe's done? You guys think Joe is done? I think after South Carolina, if he has a very poor showing, meaning he's not first or second, he's got to go. The money will dry up and somebody will call him and just say, you got to go. That's my guess. Yeah. I, yeah. Honestly, I think. And, 
Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just, and the last thing is, I just think his debates have been pretty bad to like, okay. Like his best debate is, okay, he didn't stumble over all of his words. And you can't make that the bar if you're going to be the candidate to go against Trump even in with, an election. Even with his stuttering and more he's focused on his stuttering in the past. Or do you think that's... It's not stuttering that's the It's the, the issue. thought process? Yeah. yeah. It's more of the thought process, I think. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah. I have to agree. I mean, uh, he seems scattered in his thinking. It seems that he gets lost... Uh, uh, going from one, you know, from one thought to another, from one sentence to another, as he's delivering, you know, or answering a question, and it's just, I think, problematic uh, in general for anybody speaking, say, into a microphone, perhaps on a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> Although Trump, when he was running for the nomination, was scattered. Oh no, and Trump. thought process in 2016, he was bouncing from one place to another, and that's his brand. Tr tr yeah, <laughs> that's kind of him. Trump has yeah. been uh, has been mentally addled uh, for the past five years. Uh, he's utterly intellectually un, un, unequipped to Did be president of the United States. New but Hampshire? the people who vote for him don't care. Did you hear the comment he made about Concord, New Hampshire, and how you read about it in all the history books? Con oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> mixing the it up famous with Concord. Concord. Yeah, yeah, mixing it up with Massachusetts. And he was calling it Concord. Yes, actually. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like Concord. The, like That's the, plane, the one that you've heard of. And it's the like plane they don't fly anymore. No. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised. And by again, that. no. It, I mean, that in a way is as dumb as saying, like, congratulations to the, the to the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, all of Kansas is proud of you. <laughs> it, it's like you should know that's not the case. You know that you've got it wrong. But do you whatever. remember Dan Quayle talking about um, the language Latin in the Latin Americans? Yes. I mean, it was mm -hmm. it was horrifying. Or potatoes. Yeah, well, that's a spelling, yeah. that a spelling that's, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's whatever. But uh, I, I, I completely agree. That's, that's the kind of, I mean, that, that's up there with the moment when Ronald Reagan, uh, on a foreign visit uh, you know, to Singapore, uh, said to the president of Singapore, Mr. President, welcome to Singapore. <laughs> it's like, uh. <laughs> anyway, uh. um, and enough about those golden oldies of uh, uh, of. Unfortunately, those were all my party. <laughs> well, I mean, Biden sort of should be uh, the, the famous senator. Oh yes, right. We were the infamous senator from MBNA. But um, yeah, I, that's a credit card company. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I was trying to make it a sports analogy. I'm like, no, he's no. talking about a credit card company. I am. I am. Um, I think I. I sorry. I think Danny's right uh, that. Essentially, unless Biden has an excellent performance in South Carolina, the, he really doesn't have a path forward. I mean, part of the point of his campaign, of his of his whole argument to be the Democratic nominee is kind of, the, you know, I'm pre-sold. You know, I, I'm just ready to install plug and play because people know me. I'm Uncle Joe. I was with Barry for eight years. You know, I'm great. And people will just sort of go, yeah, it's Uncle Joe, and and it'll all be, you know, smooth sailing, you know? Uh, and it hasn't been, you know? Yeah. The the kinds of people he thought would just, that, that were sort of supposed to immediately just jump on uh, his campaign and, and support him, haven't. And the kind of people that he needed to sort of pull in haven't gone with it either. 
you know. And I think actually, there's where do you think the black vote will go if they don't go with Biden? Not that it's a monolith; it's not. But um, he's certainly had his folks that have been supporting him. I, if you follow recent polls, it might go to Bloomberg. Uh, oh, that's, that's a, so that's a surprise. A, I, 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 that's I, what the polls are saying. I don't yeah. trust those. Yeah, polls. I don't believe them either. But yeah. I, I w- honestly, I would. Th- all right, as a you know country club wasp from New England. I am, of course, superbly qualified to talk about the black vote, especially in the South. Uh, so just so we understand my bona fides there. <laughs> um, Genre's not even looking at us. Yeah, at this no, point. why would <laughs> I'm just waiting for someone to ask the black guy what <laughs> I'm just I'm just over here. Yeah. It's just research. And it's we'll fun. have you correct us once we Well, I, 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 I figured you're looking at polls and we'll chime in in a moment. But uh, it just seems to me that um, from what I can gather, that uh, a lot of a lot of what happens, a lot of the reason why Joe Biden has had good polling numbers with black voters uh, up until now, not that he's actually had to put them to test at a ballot box, but one of the reasons why he's looked so attractive uh, and strong all along is that he's again, sort of the known quantity appeal and also the idea that he could win. And I think... Uh, Pragmatism? I, I, th- I think for a lot of, of, of black voters, um, just like for a lot of voters from other minority groups, you know, like, like, like LGBTQI uh, voters, for and example. And majority groups like women? And majority <laughs> groups like women, yeah. But I, I think there's a certain amount of like, well, you know... The kind of candidate who's really going to be advocate, you know, passionately advocating for what we really need, we're not going to get it. So what's, yeah, you know, Trump is appalling. So who's the best chance who's not appalling to beat him? Well, Joe, sure. You know, but as soon as I, as soon as that doesn't become the case, I think I think it's a lot of people, uh, a, a lot of people from groups like that will be voting tactically to pick the person they think has the best chance of winning. And I think that might wind up being, uh, well, at this point, Bernie Sanders. I, I was hoping it'd be Elizabeth Warren and it's not done yet. But I also think Trump's tactic to connect Biden to Ukraine had some sort of residual impact on voters because I agree with you. It was because Biden uh, should be the nominee because he's the one that can defeat Trump. And yet I believe that this entire conversation about Biden is not somehow connected to the Ukraine convinces enough people who oh, aren't like radical Democrats, just just enough doubt, yeah. just to question it. Just be like, are you sure you want to run with Biden? And then you hear him in the debates and he doesn't sound so sure and confident. It's got to make people say, you know what? That 37-year-old from that city of 100,000 people in Indiana, that's got to be my vote because I remember the polls prior to Iowa and it was Biden as one or two and Bernie as one or two. And then all of a sudden there's a vote and Biden's nowhere near the top. And that I think is a big part of it. Yeah, I, I, I would agree that I think if you're if you're looking for somebody who's not gonna piss off the the investor class uh and you're looking for somebody from the democrats then i think you'd be looking at pete Buttigieg. but i don't know john you wanted to chime in at all about uh, <laughs> uh you know as, as an actual non-white person <laughs> he's reading a book over there he's um, ignoring us totally yeah, i'm just you know 
Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, are you playing Pokemon? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we could talk about the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour uh, finals if you wanted. Uh, maybe in a supplemental. Cool. So, uh, from what I've from what I've read over the past few days, and what I kind of can find, Biden still has uh, support. Um, there are a lot of there is a lot of black support going to uh, Sanders, um, hmm. and uh, and Bloomberg. Uh, so it really, I think the establish the people that like the establishment stuff are going to Bloomberg, and I think. Um, name recognition is really driving that and basically like nobody nobody really cares so we might as well vote for the guy that's going to be <laughs> mean, like, right. it's you know and, and i think that that and and i can understand that sort of malaise or they basically that sort of feeling like uh just just from the way that i felt when watching the all of the all of the white candidates like fight over black people in the in the debate it was just like nobody they don't really okay sure you know like the only the only person that i thought really was like thinking about it was tom steyer when he brought up reparations and because no because they didn't bring it up until he brought it up mm-hmm. and i don't think that they would have brought up any any issues that would have really targeted affected uh the black community or did they talk about lgbtq uh, not that i caught i don't yeah, think so i, I yeah. don't think that they're i mean it's new hampshire it's all white people so they were really focused on there once they get into nevada they're gonna start talking about uh latino stuff once they get to south carolina they're gonna start talking about black stuff and at this point it's unless you're like really plugged in like we are like uh, a lot of the um, y- black younger people are, which Bernie Sanders hold, does hold uh, a, a good amount of support from the black community, like under 30. Um, but uh, like if you're if you're someone that uh, has lived through multiple presidencies that keep saying oh we'll take care of you or oh we understand and and you just don't and then you see this president's like fine i'll just whatever joe joe i know him at least screw it do terrible harm yeah it's it's basically voting for the least amount of harm uh which you know i am also (laughs) like if i (sighs) that okay that feeling that right there when i was like that's basically what it is at this point that means you don't go to the polls then too right it suppresses the vote a little bit it does because you're like it doesn't really matter who i vote for yeah except for that could be really bad which is part of why hillary lost yeah and i also thought van jones wrote about this in an opinion piece on cnn where he, he was essentially saying democrats be careful don't just assume African-American voters are going to come out and vote for you. Exactly. Especially the way Trump, Mm -hmm. he's setting up multiple plans. And one of them is to divide and conquer your opponents. And I think he does this very effectively politically. Almost without thought he does. Yes, yes. And so what he's willing to say is if it's Bloomberg (laughs) and versus him, he's going to go out with commercials saying, this is the guy who did stop and frisk. I passed prison reform. 
just doing that. And his goal isn't necessarily to swing the African-American vote towards him. It's just don't go out and vote for why, Bloomberg. You know, why bother? You know, you right. know, you hate me. And yet <laughs> I did this thing. And Bloomberg's the stop and frisk guy. I mean, come on. Yeah. But most people don't follow politics as closely as everybody does here in the room and a lot of the, the punditry class, yeah. as they call it. And I think a lot of people can just get into that cycle being like, OK, things are, are relatively going OK to well right now in the economy. They read about the stock market. Then they hear um, about prison reform. And then the guy the Democrats throw over is a bill. This guy has 60 billion dollars who is who is in favor of stop and frisk even in 2015 oh and did you hear the redlining comments oh, the red oh. yeah today. did i hear yeah. that That's was that today one. or yesterday and <laughs> and did you hear also the bit where he said yeah i was just in the philippines and i saw a sign saying like we kill drug dealers and he's like what a great idea Oh, well, oh, I okay. missed that one. Missed yeah, that yeah. One. It's it's like execute I, drug dealers, and it's like, well, okay. Yeah. It doesn't sound like Bloomberg, the but part, it, the part it's about, something he said. Yeah. Where we the part about redlining just got me. Uh, yeah, just because. Yeah. The that's what you understand from the economic crisis. You you didn't talk about the banks creating. Uh, insurance policies on the mortgages, right? And then the banks decided to create uh, bets on those mortgages. Then the bundle of derivatives. <laughs> and then all of those things. No, the issue was redlining and then the banks were willing to make loans and they knew that people weren't going to be able to pay back those loans. Right. And that just so aggravates right. yeah. me that that's the way they tell you that he's been in Wall Street for that long that he so can't connect. Right. Well, and, and he pitched it like, hey, you know, the government made us stop redlining. So <laughs> suddenly we had to start giving loans to people in these neighborhoods. That we never would have given them. To and, you know, and, and did it, you hear Elizabeth Warren's comeback? I think Elizabeth, she had. Was it Elizabeth Warren? I think oh, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was this the I mean, actually, I heard a clip of her sort of laying out why this was all going to go pear shaped from like. But it was simple Ten language. years ago or whatever. She just did it today or yesterday. Oh, okay. But I, I, but I think I heard a clip because it was. It's, she sounded younger. Maybe maybe it was just the audio quality. But she sounded younger, and she was saying how like, look, this is what's going on, going wrong right now. It's because of this nonsense. I thought it, I thought it was from before she was even in the yeah. Senate. And but maybe they did both. But the piece, who knows? The piece yeah. I said was basically. Oh yeah, if we let the banks be more racist, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have bombed out in 2008. It was such a simple. It was just a great statement because it was yeah. like, you know, absurd on its face. Well, the the analysis I I saw was her basically going on about how like, look, uh these banks were like, "Hey, you know, uh there's a whole there's untapped wealth in, you know, uh, black communities and Latino communities around the country that we've been ignoring heretofore. If we go in there and sell them and give them crappy mortgages, we can steal it. Yeah. And another and, thing I wanted to add. And is, they did. And, and another thing to add is that quite a few people uh, qualified for non subprime loans. And we're given subprime loans. Oh, yeah. Even, they, and we're even when they did 50 percent. Right. Yeah. Even when they were like, I don't want that kind of loan. But that was all they would get. Yeah. And I think in some cases they were even like just given the wrong paperwork. Yeah. Well, that's because they were making a lot more money when they gave out subprime loans. Right. So, OK. Um, yeah. Or it's, liars. But, but loans I, I will say all of. Yeah. Them. I will say all of this about Bloomberg is we can all say this about him and his policies and what he believes. But. But he has three hundred million dollars spent in three months. Yep. If he spends another five hundred million, which is nothing to him, in the next two or three months. Another thing I've seen actually about Mayor Bloomberg uh, is that he wants us to take a quick break and play some <laughs> PSAs, promos, and station IDs to keep I've the heard FCC. This too. 
Hold that thought. <laughs> Keep the FCC happy, yeah. So uh, uh, this is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, and uh, we're joined by Danny from Collateral Banter, and we're going to be collateral and bantering uh, again in just a couple of minutes. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Today, community broadcasting is more important than ever. Corporate interests affect what music we hear on commercial radio, and real news and opinion take a backseat to ratings and profits. Valley Free Radio is owned by its members, operated by volunteers, its programming created by your friends and neighbors, and it's wholly supported by the community. Please consider going to www.valleyfreeradio.org donate to support free speech in the Pioneer Valley. Thank you so much. This is Professor Howard Zinn. The independent, non-commercial radio station you're listening to is really important in the maintenance of democracy. Thomas Jefferson once said, an informed democracy will behave in a reasonable manner. So if you care about being informed, if you care about democracy, if you're a reasonable person, you are, of course. Please support your source for uncensored news and views and the voice of your community. It's important to make sure your family has a plan in case of an emergency. We talked to this family to see if each of them knew where to meet if they were not together when something happened. If a natural disaster happened and we were outside the home, we would all meet at the park. That's our meeting point. I meet with our neighbor's house because she is my mom's good friend. We all have a meeting spot, which is a bus stop. Is your plan any better? To learn more about making an emergency plan for your family, go to www.mass.gov slash MEMA. Brought to you by the Ready Massachusetts U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. A world of opportunity is sitting here in the Pioneer Valley, right in Hoyoke. Bringing together a variety of organizations, Passport Hoyoke helps you discover Hoyoke's varied treasures. With numerous events happening nearly every day, there's no reason to ever be bored. For a full list of events and member organizations, visit Passport Hoyoke on the web at www.passporthoyoke.org. Come discover the city of Hoyoke. Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, DJ Vinyl Scratch, on the warm heart of Africa. From Cape Town to the Congo, Marrakesh to Mogadishu, and to the New World and beyond, we explore the best in pop music from Africa and the Afro diaspora all across the globe. Once again, that's 7 to 9 p.m. every Wednesday, only on Valley Free Radio. This is Betty White. I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen... High blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke. And you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked, and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. Do you gamble more often and longer than you planned? Have other people suggested you may have a gambling problem? Do you wish you could stop or cut down your gambling, but you just can't? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you may have a gambling problem. We understand the problem. We can help. We're the Mass Council on Compulsive Gambling. Please call us at 1-800-426-1234 or chat with us online at masscompulsivegambling.org. The confidential helpline number is 1-800-426-1234. The Lilly Library is filled with adventure and wonder for kids and adults of all ages. 
Lily Library in downtown Florence lends books and movies to everyone. They offer free parking, free Wi-Fi, and two-hour sessions on Internet-connected computers. They also offer extensive programs for children, including story hours, clubs, and activities for teens, as well as adult programs. The library is open Tuesday and Thursday evenings, Saturdays and Sundays. Find out more at lilylibrary.org. You are listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. I'm Mayor David Narkowitz, and I support Northampton's community radio station. Hey, Mom, how about this game? What's it rated? Uh, let's see. T for teen with violence and suggestive themes? Uh, no. Video games are fun, but not all games are right for all players. Look for the rating symbol and content descriptors and read the rating summaries that tell you what's actually in the game. <sighs> this one better? Oh, much. For more information about ratings and rating summaries, visit ESRB.org. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. Uh, that's still Sue Timberlake uh, <laughs> on the Republican flank. John was still pushing the buttons and keeping everything running. And Danny from Collateral Banter is still joining us. And uh, Thank you. Uh, uh, not running away in terror. So that's... <laughs> yeah, we even opened the door at halftime and he didn't Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to. It didn't work. Don't lie to the work. man. <laughs> we didn't open anything. <laughs> You're here for the long haul. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we just pretend you can leave. It's like those quarantines on those cruise ships. Oh. <laughs> We're the Hotel California. Oh. <laughs> So uh, one of the the effects of the New Hampshire primary uh, is, well, my preferred candidate is Elizabeth Warren, and I got to say, you know, her, her campaign has definitely taken a hit, and uh, uh, things are things are looking bad. But you know, she's not out yet. She's got more delegates than most people, you know, than Biden, for example. And she persists. And she persists. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, Andrew Yang has dropped out, as well as somebody I can't remember. Uh, was it Tony Bennett? Ma- Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett. Yeah. Uh, and Deval Patrick. A he he let Deval Patrick. Yeah. He was yeah. his mistake. If I oh could just right, add, Deval Patrick. I forgot about him. <laughs> he should have started running back in the summer, and instead he got in really late. That was his fault, I think. He's just I don't know. Um, one thing uh, I from his town hall mm. uh, on CNN. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I saw part of I it. I think, if, from what I, I might have mis misheard, but I think what happened was his wife was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, uh, he wanted to be with her through the treatment. Gotcha. Uh, okay. She she got through it, um, yeah. thankfully. Yeah. Well, that's um, good. But I think that's oh, I why that. he uh, he didn't run it. He okay. didn't run like right. at the appropriate time. At the appro- okay. I, yeah. I, honestly, I gotta say. Why he looked at the situation where Cory Booker was flaming out, and he thought, you know what, I'm going to come in late and jump into the kind of get after, after the kind of voter that Cory Booker has been failing to attract. But I'm going to do better. I, I think his advantage is that he was governor of a state. I mean, how many governors are yeah. up there, right? Yeah. Like that's that's and a governor you can make a comparison to the presidency, Shh, unlike a senator sure. that does what votes. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I'm with you, That's, executive experience. Sure, but on true. the uh, uh, well, on the other other hand, look at how well Pete Buttigieg is doing, and his his claim to fame is he's run South Bend, Indiana, and Cory Booker had years of experience running as a mayor, and dealing with I think uh, a more troubled city than uh, Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, and I, unlike, I think the liberal base loves Pete for a lot of reasons. So he's 
a gay he's man. A nice he's a Rhodes Scholar. Boy. Yeah, and he also served in the military. He's got quite a, 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 a he resume. Checked off he checked the... off a lot of boxes. By design, he is he has built himself to be a presidential sort of like a candidate. boy band? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Actually, that sounds pretty yeah. good, yeah. yeah. He was active in a, um in different ways when he was younger politically. He actually supported Bernie Sanders. Um mm. oh, yeah. oh, that's right. He wrote like a uh, He wrote oh, a high school essay about how all great Bernie about is, Bernie yeah. Sanders and how he how he thought he was great. Uh he he worked for Kinsey. He he had a stint in the military. He uh ran a small town. He got elected and he tried to run for uh for Congress did not work. So he got he got mm-hmm. mayor. He everything that he's done tried to run for the DNC too, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everything that he's done is leading towards being president. Mm. It's pushing creepy. out, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> black officials in his city who, who were there when he the, came in. Um, the police commissioner and right. the fire and the fire chief, chief and yeah. and a number of, yeah. of important police officials and you know ignoring uh, black families when one of the white police officers in town shoots uh, someone from their family, yeah you know he's definitely getting ready to be presidential. Yay! I, I know we're going to talk about Yang, but I just want to. I watched the um, the caucuses in um, Iowa on C-SPAN in one of mm-hmm. the very first caucuses that actually turned their vote in. Yeah. There was a bunch of folks that did not make 15% and they all ganged together and tried to get Cory Dele- uh, Cory Booker 15% in that one mm. caucus. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was a nice strategy and all the candidates that didn't have 15% kind of participated in doing that. I thought that said a lot. Anyway, yeah. that's it. It was just, I happened to see it. I haven't seen it elsewhere on the news, but I saw it happen live and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But Yang, is that who we're talking about? Yeah, Yang. So, yeah, I, I thought his I thought one of his uh, strongest appeals is that he was fighting for the universal basic income, yes. connecting that struggle, connecting that struggle back to Martin Luther King. I mean, I was following him quite a bit on C-SPAN and uh, he's talking about issues that I think the society will be facing, is facing, and will be facing in the future. He was talking about automation. He was talking about technology. That's what appealed to me. At he least actually I could vision. say. He had a vision yeah. and sort of a purpose. Like, how can we reorganize the institutions and society uh, to make society function better for everybody? And that's an inspiring message. Um, and look, yes, it's a lot of money, universal basic income, without a doubt. But you know what? Like everybody's been arguing, a single payer is going to be also a lot of money. Regardless, people can debate the figures. It's going to cost a lot over 10 years, you know, and people can debate the savings or not and everything like that. But the universal basic income is is a game changer that begins to uh, really reorganize society, I think, for the 21st century. Sue? I was just, I, it's, it's a really good thought process. I really like, I, I'm agreeing with Danny T. Um, it, you know, he's an interesting character, and I think that he changed the discussion on, you know, a lot of the debate stages and out there in the world. I don't think anybody really thought about, you know, universal basic income until all of a sudden it was sort of blasted all over the news and people were making fun of it and they were kind of doing it. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, what he's saying is that, um, you know, the technology is really going to, everybody's going to get displaced. You know, there'll be 20-hour work weeks, not because you want to work 20 hours, but because 
the, the, there won't be that many jobs. It's, the economy doesn't require it. Well, uh, well, the uh, part of the appeal of uh, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders is they constantly sort of uh, call attention to and have policies to deal with the uh, huge wealth gap in this country, and the, the the that's getting worse all the time. There's a very tiny minority of people in this country who basically control almost all the wealth. And, uh, you know, I make I make comments, but like, you know, as someone who actually seriously comes from a country club, you know, multiple generations of college graduates and prep school graduates kind of family, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm 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 well off and I, I, I live a great, comfortable life. And it's a fraction. I'm not in that ruling money delete either. I'm as effectively excluded as the people who are, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, you know. And that's uh, th- that's really, I think, a big part of the problem is it's, the, you know, like the Michael Bloombergs of the world uh, basically can, can have it their own way. And one of the ways to deal with that is to sort of shove the wealth, you know, squeeze it out of that, that rich cabal and distribute it to the to the, you know the actual mass of the people and a UBI is a very blunt and effective way of doing that pay- I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about the all the logistics of it but I mean if you can make it work yeah it's like here have money let's redistribute wealth so have money it's like yeah all right I heard him talk I I can't really capture this and maybe Danny you will know if I have this right but um him talking about the value to added tax and how you how you fund the universal basic income with that and that other countries are doing the VAT which is why tariffs have thrown everything sort of out of kilter because everybody else got a value added tax we don't and so mm-hmm. you know it it puts us at a disadvantage in the market I mean it was just this complicated yeah, yeah. sort of laying it all out of how and you go oh my god of course that's why well, so, but, yeah. Yeah, so countries abolish the tariffs but then they are able to put a 22-25% tax that, on every yeah. single good from here uh, from, from here and so, or imported right and yeah. um, so you can raise, I think, hundreds of billions of dollars that way, but the universal basic income would still be, I think, like $1.3 trillion. And I, again, that's like at least a third of the of the current budget. So Yeah, um, it's, it's it would be significant. But you would have to raise a m- massive amount of money. Yeah. yeah. But it would help and a he, lot of people. He argued, too, about the productivity gain that we've had where you don't have people typing at typewriters anymore. And so, you know, you can do something on a computer really quickly, edit it 40 times without all the labor in it. And all those productivity gains have not actually gone to the people that do the jobs. It's gone to the corporation. So uh, yeah. I have a <coughs> I have a, a distant relative uh, uh, lives in Kentucky. Really, really cool uh, person, and she's uh, uh, actually getting a doctorate in uh, political philosophy, and she's particularly interested in <clears throat> Karl Marx. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, but like, uh, uh, it reminded me uh, chatting with her the other day about you know politics and values and colonialism and all this interesting stuff. Uh, it reminded me of uh, one of the bits that I remembered from the Communist Manifesto, and. I'm I'm not a communist, <laughs> you know. Uh, but the thing that I thought was interesting was uh, Marx talked about how you know as we get uh, more productive, as we create more wealth, uh, 
that's going to create more leisure. People won't have to work as much because you can get the same amount of, of output from less labor. So it's going to create a, a society where everybody has more free time. Yeah, but, and but that's it, not necessarily true, right? It, well, it is true because that's how it's working. But because that's that's not what we have right now. Yeah. But couldn't it? Why couldn't yeah. it? I think the conversation is more complex because you would have to discuss how technology is different today from the technology we had 30, 40, 50 years ago. I think the conversation, in my view, and I could be totally wrong about this, but I think it's really about what does the current technology do? Can it replace human labor? Can it act like a human being? And, and the difference is, you know, 40, 50 years ago, people were productive because we needed a human being to use the hammer, to pack put box. pack, pack boxes, to yeah. do things. And so people were learning processes. They were integrating technologies. To me, and this is just my view, the, the paradigm of this technology is, I, I think, a, a departure once you can create an algorithm that, uh, that technology can begin to produce like a human being. I, I think it changes the game, not now, but like in 5, 10, 15 years. So but. like the tractor that drives itself and plants the seed and harvests and there's not even anybody driving it driving. at this point. Yeah, a lot of the big farms, they don't even have, you don't even yeah. get to drive the tractor anymore. Well, that's, go okay, ahead, sorry. Go ahead. I, uh, that's uh, that's certainly part of it. I mean, the the uh, you know labor saving efficiency issue has been around for two hundred years. Um, I mean, Marx wrote the manifesto in like eighteen fifty or so, and you know, obviously that's not the only thing to say about you know the whole question. But just you know, it is a seminal, famous document, and one one of the few things I actually had to read in college. So. <laughs> That's why I remember it, because <laughs> um, I'm lazy. It's not like I'm going to read this stuff on my own. Like, oh God, who wants to log, slog through capital for the fun of it? Uh, I'm not Lenin, <laughs> but um, uh, the whole issue of like, what do we do uh, when we don't need, you know, to have people spending hours of their time spinning uh, uh, wool into yarn, into threads and so forth to make clothing. You know, like that whole sort of tedious process of making clothing became much easier with machines. And again, like that was something a ton of people spent a ton of time doing. Uh, the qualitative difference, and it may wind up uh, it, it can have really profound effect is now we're getting to the point where even the quote unquote intellectual work can be sort of automated, you know, like, yeah. why do I need to go? I just need to drop a simple like uh, uh, divorce agreement with my wife and I, we totally agree. So it's just a matter of thing. Why do I need to go to an attorney? I can I just get an AI to sort of get spit out like the bog standard? Here's what it is. For and you legal Zoom? Right, yeah. Exactly. And suddenly it's like, well, you know, that cuts uh, cuts out a lot of the bread and butter work for a lot of attorneys. So yeah. we don't need them as much. So now what? You know? Well, what happens when they start automating taxi cab drivers and buses and other things like that? How many people are employed in every state in those fields? Yes, some of them can, can get new jobs, but many may not. Many may, I don't know. And so what does society do about exactly. them? Do they just say, hey, yeah, you can't pay your rent, you can't mortgage? Well, 
I don't know, live in the streets, essentially, is then get a tent. One thing that, uh, one thing that Yang uh, was always talking about was the truckers. The truckers, absolutely. Uh, Long-haul truckers, especially. They're the number one. Uh, There's a huge shortage huge, right now of them. Yeah. 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 I, I honestly, uh, these are hugely important issues. One of the reasons why Andrew Yang uh, never really caught my interest as, like, one of my top two candidates, you know, that's Warren and then Sanders, uh, for me is, like, that, those are important questions, but they're second-order questions. They're like, what are we going to do in the future with our complex, you know, mechanized, computerized, you know, technolog technologically sophisticated, integrated society? Uh, well, step one, we got to not collapse. And I mean, you know, as the, you know, Australia being on fire... <laughs> Reminded me. And did you hear that uh, it actually, uh, for the first time ever, they had 70-degree weather temp uh, recorded in Antarctica this yes. week? Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, on the other hand, if, you know, the the Antarctic ice caps melt and Greenland's ice cap feet. melts. Isn't it 100 yeah, feet of well, sea if, level? If it all were to melt, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> even the, just the stuff that's, like, immediately po possible to melt, that's that's 10 feet. Being a Republican, I I checked. I'm 350 feet above sea level, right. so I'll be. Fine. I, I I thought about that too. I have um, a question. Just one last question for him. I don't know how close we are to the end, but we're, so, we're pretty close. But so, uh, which cabinet? Where would you want to see Andrew Yang in a Democratic um, administration? If 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 you all are successful, I think he he would need like a special czar. You know, they used to have like the Secretary the of te Technology. Yeah, or 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 a special uh, czar for the universal basic income. If that's really what you yeah. believe in, like experiment. Let's see. You know, this is the beauty that America has is let's try this out in cities. And by the way, I think it's Sacramento in California where the mayor is implementing that. So yeah. do this experiment elsewhere and see the results. Collect that data for a year or two and see what happens. Well, that's one of the reasons why. I'm actually excited to hear that he, having dropped out of the president's presidential race, is going to start uh, campaigning to become governor of New York. Whoa. Because, whoa. Isn't that one of the things? He, no. People are trying to get him to, I, right? He's not, he hasn't announced anything. Oh, um, okay. I, I misunderstood We that. were talking about this over the break. What I what I had said was um, there is the Gang, gang for, for President HQ Reddit. Uh, and one of my friends, one of the Yang Gang friends I have, uh, is... A mod there uh so uh she posted something i wrote which is basically uh yang i i liked yang i didn't think that he would be great for president but uh what if he ran for governor he can't run for governor in california which i think would be better uh for for what he proposes and his sensibilities but that requires a five-year residency uh so what if he ran for new york governor I think um, that and I put I put that there because I wanted to see the response of was core Yang Gang people uh, that frequent the Reddit. So these are like hardcore people that that talk about it all the time. You know, they are in. Uh, for the most part, people responded pretty well. I uh, thought that was a that was a good idea. Some uh, everybody that said I'm from New York were really into it. Uh, That's interesting. And some people said what he should run for New York City mayor hmm. uh, because that would probably be more high profile. Um, <clears throat> I don't know when. I think I think the the mayor is available in twenty twenty two. I know the governor is, and he lives in New York, so the residency isn't a, isn't a problem. Um, 
could run for Massachusetts governor. <laughs> I, I think, I think <laughs> there's the, no there's no actual residency requirement here. Yeah. But um, the but for other people said no he. The stuff that he needs to do is national. They, it can't work in a in a state. He should, if he's not vice president, then Yang 2024. Some people said uh, he should go into nonprofit work and uh, found a think tank about about UBI. So it was, but it for the most part, it was pretty, it was pretty positive in terms of like. No, he probably should stay in politics in some in some fashion, which I agree with. Well, and remember the like the whole uh, tagline, the cliche, which I think is kind of true: states are the laboratories of democracy. And New York is exactly. one of the two states, I think, t- New York or California is one of the two states that could really roll out a large scale statewide uh, program to try a universal basic income. And so I, I, you know. And Trump moved out of New York, so that's good. You don't need to give him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. 12000 a year. <laughs> so, uh, oh, no, the music. All right. <laughs> so, wow, we've really gone through this, and there were so many, so many clever little jokes I wanted to make. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Darn. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's lost. Uh, I'm sure. So uh, we do have to wrap up, but uh, thank you to Danny T from uh, Collateral Banter. You, uh, it's really fun having you on the show. Thank you. Uh, maybe you should come back sometime. Okay, I will. All right. Great. Uh, yeah, just we so didn't... everybody knows, that's collateralbanter.podbean.com. Uh, and do you have uh, Twitter or anything that you'd like to say? Uh, I do. I just don't remember it. <laughs> I just created it. Excellent. Uh, if you can tell me that if you after go to the, the website, show. If you go to that website... You can you can find it. And we'll uh, put it all there. I'm on Stitcher, everything, really. All right. Except cool. Google Play. Got to fix that. Yeah. Google. <laughs> right. But we, uh, when Genre creates a podcast of this show, he does upload it to Google Play, as well as Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum. Right. So anyway, uh, we'll be back next week with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcast.com.